0: Welcome to another edition of the First Orange Broncos Podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We're the Denver Post Broncos coverage team. And Ryan, we are nearing NFL draft season, the end of April, nearing not too far in the distance. We ought to talk about what you think is going to happen over the first 10 picks of the NFL draft. So we'll we'll discuss that here in, a, in kind of a quick uh, analysis podcast. Ryan, the Broncos pick at number 10. Uh, it appears they may not take a quarterback with that pick after adding Joe Flacco via trade this week. But in your eyes, how do you see this thing going? And and who are going to be some of the names that Broncos fans uh, should get to know as the the draft nears?
1: Well, you know, I felt like banging my head against the wall, so I decided <laughs> to do a first round mock draft before free agency, before roster was et cetera, et cetera. So there'll be several versions of this. A couple of takeaways throughout the whole draft, but heavy on defense that's just where the talent is last year this year so edge rushers interior defensive linemen a couple linebackers who may be better in a 3-4 as an outside linebacker in a 235 240 pound range than as a 4-3 uh defensive end so you know quarterbacks are going to be overdrafted that's just a fact of life you know I i have four i got haskins Locke, jones murray greer going in the first round um, I had the Broncos at number 10 take a Drew Locke until the Flacco deal um, so I, I have him maybe going to Jacksonville at 7 uh, since they may be, maybe add Nick Foles so let's see what the Jaguars are an intriguing team too so I think there's going to be a couple teams in the top 15 that want to trade up to get their guy and I think there's going to be some teams that maybe trade back into the late first round to get some of those edge rushers that maybe are falling down the board just because there's so many of them
0: when you look at sort of the cream of the crop of this group kind of one through five guys that if the broncos want to get they ultimately would have to trade up for how do you see sort of uh, the, that uh, kind of top echelon playing yeah, out
1: i mean this is how i got my top five with no trades arizona at one going with nick of my ohio state san francisco going with josh allen From Kentucky an edge guy who can play a 4-3 defensive end he had 17 sacks last year the Jets I think that's where things really get interesting because the Jets have their quarterback so I think they're going to be open for business but if they stay Jonah Williams is Alabama left tackle okay give Darnold the blindside protector Oakland picks at four the first of three first-round picks so they get three kicks at the can they had 13 sacks last year as a team. So I have them going heavy on defense throughout, but with Sean Gary from Michigan. And then round out the top five, Quentin Williams, the defensive tackle from Alabama. He may be the best player in this draft, but he slides the five. Tampa Bay can use him as a complement to Gerald McCoy and eventually take over from McCoy. So uh, then I get to run on quarterbacks. We get to that in a second. But looking at that top five, Arizona feels they have a quarterback. You're going to hear a lot of Kyler Murray stuff. Cliff Kingsbury said that when he was the coach of Texas Tech. He didn't know he was going to be the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Right, right. He has Josh Rosen, who I think is going to be a good player. The Cardinals should keep that pick and, and, and draft other guys to, to help rebuild a team that got old fast and bad quickly. San Francisco, maybe they're open for business. They got Garoppolo. The Jets have Darnold. And then um, Tampa Bay is sticking with Jameis. And who's number five? Uh, All right, Oakland. Oakland well, right. there's another wild card. You think they're going to stick with Derek Carr? So the first five teams conceivably don't need quarterbacks, which means they can stay put and take a great defensive prospect or trade out. So that's but. The, because those teams have quarterback, that increases the intrigue in terms of trading out.
0: Just very quickly, if the Broncos were to trade up into that top five, or were any of which of those guys do you think would be worth it in terms of what the Broncos need and, and what the talent might be, even if you think it, it might not be in the Broncos' bench, best interest to do so?
1: Well, I think the only two positions they would want to trade up for just out of a need is offensive line and interior defensive line. Because Let's take a look at their O-line right now. Garrett Bowles, it hasn't worked out so far. You'd figure he's going to get one more shot at left tackle. Right tackle is open for business. Interior off offensive line, Matt Paradis is a center. I wouldn't resign him because it's going to cost too much money. So if there's if there was a thin O-line crop, maybe that you trade up for that. You know, if Quentin Williams is sitting there at six or seven and he's falling a little bit I'm the Broncos, okay, to move up three spots, what's it going to cost you? But with a trade for Joe Flacco, I would be – very surprised if they trade up at all.
0: Right. And which brings us to that bottom half of the top 10, the Broncos picking at number 10. Um, how do you see that playing out? And and when you look at what players are going to be available, uh, who do you figure the Broncos take in that slot?
1: Well, I'll start with six of the Giants. Eli Manning is 38 years old. At some point, you have to draft a replacement. And to me, that makes means Dwayne Haskins. He only started one year in college. Okay, you can group him for a year. Then you could go into 2020 with Haskins and Saquon Barkley. With Odell Beckham, with Sterling Shepard, not a bad core there. Jacksonville at seven, the rub there is, okay, do they get Nick Foles? You may have heard them connected with Flacco before the Broncos made that deal. If they get Foles, then it's wide open. If they don't, I have them taking Drew Locke from Missouri, the next quarterback on the board. Detroit is at eight, Ziggy Ansah is a free agent. So I have them going with Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. He had 27 sacks in 44 games. Buffalo needs receiver help. I have them reaching a little bit for Marquise Brown from Oklahoma, who can be a speed guy. Then the Broncos now, my revised one, I have them taking Byron Murphy, the corner from Washington. This is not a great corner class in free agency. I think they will make a play for Bryce Callahan, who played for Vic Fangio in Chicago. He can be your nickel. And I think it's important to get some corner help so Chris Harris can stay outside a little bit more often or shadow a guy that plays just outside to give him some more takeaway chances. But a team to watch is Miami at 13. Um, They need need a quarterback. They have new coaching staff, a new GM in charge with Chris Greer. I think to see if they can move up, make sure nobody else gets Kyler Murray from Oklahoma. The Redskins at 15, I think they're going to take a quarterback because you don't know about Alex Smith's future, probably not going to play in 19. So Broncos, if they stay put, and they prioritize a corner, they should have their pick of, the, pick of the group there.
0: And it should be noted, Ryan, as you were compiling this list of, of players and where you think they are going to be picked, um, that before the Flacco news, you had to make a, a little revision, right? The, you had the Broncos going quarterback, and, and, and th- that kind of changed things. Bring us through that, because uh, you know, had the news not dropped that the Broncos would add Flacco from the Ravens uh, via a fourth-round pick, uh, you, you had them
1: going quarterback. Explain that. Well, you know, a week ago, shoot, five hours ago, <laughs> I thought the plan A would be, hey, keep Case Keenum as your placeholder, draft a guy in the first round, and tell Case, you're starting week one and you're going to play as long as you play well. If you struggle, we'll go with the kid. Uh, John Alway personally watched Drew at Missouri, this year, play Arkansas. He was at the Senior Bowl, he watched the quarterbacks practice for a couple days, so I thought that was going to be their best route. I don't think Kyler Murray would have been a consideration because John Elway was a tall, big quarterback. He likes tall, big quarterbacks. Look at Flacco. You know, Kyler Murray may 5'10 at best. Uh, some team will take him. I think he has a chance to be a very productive player, but I don't think he would have been on the Broncos' radar. So when the Flacco thing happened, what it changed for me, it changed the position choice pretty easily from quarterback to corner then you to decide, okay, which guy is best. I think Byron Murphy is probably a little bit better than Greedy Williams or DeAndre Baker.
0: Gotcha. And with Byron, I mean, explain that maybe a little further. You, I know you've got some kind of raw numbers in front of you there, but what, what makes him sort of fit um, in this defense just kind of observationally? Uh, obviously, Ryan, you'll be at the Combine. You'll get to talk to these guys uh, shortly, so you'll learn more then. But for, for you, what, what what was it about him that, that puts him in that number 10 slot?
1: Well, I think it's some, some versatility there. Um, and, you know, he's a third-year sophomore, I believe, so he hasn't played a lot of football. But I think he choose for upside there. Um, can he play press? Can he play a little bit of zone? So I think the things Washington did defensively, their coordinator has an NFL background, so maybe some of those concepts will carry over. Greedy Williams from LSU I mean basically played one year. DeAndre Baker played a lot of football. Um, broke up a lot of passes so I I think you maybe project a little bit more with Murphy to give him the edge.
0: Absolutely and as Ryan mentioned before this is the first of several mock drafts that will come in the lead-up to the Broncos picking number 10. Uh, a lot of things, moving pieces, uh, that we'll see as these guys get tested at the combine and we learn a little bit more about what they might bring to the table. So on that note, I'll sign off for Ryan. We appreciate you guys listening in to the First and Orange podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us and to the Denver Post. Get all of our digital content at denverpost.com and the print edition delivered to your doorstep every single morning. Thanks for listening.